Danny Flexen here for seconds out of Commonwealth featherweight champion Lee Wood. Lee, how you doing? Good, mate. Good. Excited. <laughs> We're here for the Golden Contract semi-final press conference. Obviously, you had the draw yesterday. Any any surprises there, or when Ryan got the golden ball, did you expect him to pick who he picked? Yeah, it was expected. It's expected. Um, I didn't know he was going to get the golden ball, obviously, but um, it's expected with the choice. As soon as he pulled it, I thought, right, I've got Dickens. Um, I've sparred majority, pretty much all southpaws on this build-up. Let's do it. Would you have picked McCulloch as well if you'd have got the golden ball? Did you have in your mind who you're going to pick? <laughs> to tell the truth, this is what I said to my coach a few days ago. I thought, right, let's throw a, a spanner in there. If I pull that golden ball, I was going to say, look, I pulled the golden ball. I'm going to have to give it to someone. And I was going to give it to Tyrone. <laughs> I thought then, because the, psycho the psychology of it is like, if you, if you pick someone, you're avoiding people. So I thought, if I give it to someone, just, I'm, I'll fight any of them. And I'm, um, I'm confident I'll beat any of them. I'd be interested to see what they would have done if you'd have done that. I really would have thrown a spanner in. And I don't know what, we, what I would have done, because I didn't expect to get the ball with the last time. So, odds. You against Jazz, did you think that's the most fan-friendly possibility there was? Potentially. Potentially it's going to be a great fight. I mean, I'm not sure it's going to play it on the night, but yeah, it's, you know, we're both at a good level. Um, he's ranked number three in the world and I think that justifies that that is his level. You know, he's around that mark. So um, I've got it all on Friday night. I'm confident of winning, but it's going to be, it's going to be a good fight. You know, it's going to be a proper fight. With his world ranking, you've obviously got quite a lot to gain as well. Does that kind of justify the decision to go into the tournament? Because obviously initially you were, you were on a bit of a thing with Matchroom where it looked like they were building you in Nottingham. You sacrificed that to come into this and now it looks like it might pay off. Yeah, it's definitely going to pay off. I mean, um, with my age and that, I could have waited around and took, took fights and probably easier fights, but this is the fastest way I could have done it in this tournament. To win this tournament, um, I'm obviously not won it yet, but I mean, potentially win this tournament and then come out and get a world title shot. I think that's that's what I came in for, and um, I wanted to pick up the British title. That was another reason. That was another carrot. But um, you know, it's not the be on and end all the British title. I'd like to win it. I've won it. But um, if I can't get it in this whole competition, then um, I won't be coming back for it. There's no point asking you for a prediction on your own fight. <laughs> Obviously, every boxer is very confident. But what about the other semi-final? Who do you fancy there? I'm gonna say Tyrone's gonna gonna box and move and make it a very close fight. That's what I'm gonna say. Um, and the other fellas' weights, I'm going to say, are oh, Davies. And um, I think the French kid is a good fighter. A very good fighter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think he, I think he could win it. Emino O'Hara is a 50 50 fight for me. So. Brilliant. Um, just before we let you go, um, what's the future hold beyond the tournament? I know you can't look too far ahead, but assuming you do win, is it straight on to kind of world title shots or would you hang around domestic level for a bit longer, certain fights you still want? I think winning this tournament wipes out all domestic opposition so um i think you'd be silly to stick around and you gotta you gotta go you gotta go especially at my age i'm 31 so you know i want to get cracking um all being well i want to get back to the city ground for a world title shot or a final eliminator that sets me up for a world title shot i think, I think that's uh that's that's got to be the plan you've been quite um vocal on social media in the build-up about what nottingham forest have done for you um just tell us a little bit about that yeah, they've got to be on me massively. And Nottingham Panthers as well. And BBC Nottingham. There's so many places, you know, all helping each other. Um, sport helping sport. And like I said to everyone else, you know, um, if there's anything I could do for anyone coming through in my city, sporting, sporting wise, I do a lot of charity as well, but I mean, charity, sporting wise, anything I could do for them, you know, just hit me up and I'll help out because um, it's hard. Sport's hard. Boxing's hard as well. You know, making weight and you, know, you have to dedicate your life, sac sacrifice a lot, but all the sports across the board, a lot of the time, you know, they have to live away from home, they have to give up nights. 
holidays, food. You have to give up a lot, you know. So it's hard. So if, if we can help each other, you know, why not? Why not help each other? Brilliant. Well, we wish you the very best of luck on Friday night. We'll be watching. It'll be great. Thanks a lot. This is Antiparov Boxing Social in association with Betfred and I'm joined by Angel Fernandez for the first time since I saw him in Saudi. Angel, firstly, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you, my man? I'm good, mate. I'm good. Obviously, it's good to hear you doing well. It's good to catch up with you, as I said, first time I've seen you since Saudi. Talk to me about life. How's everything been going since the beginning of the year and since you come back from Saudi? Um, it's been great, you know. It was kind of like after after Saudi, you know, I just got back. I went to Kazakhstan with uh, Sultan Saobek. Uh, I think I just spent in London two days. Then I have to flew over to Kazakhstan. Then I go back again another two days. I went on holiday myself uh, to Dubai. And uh, being in Dubai, I had to go to, uh, to train uh, O'Hara Davis. And the first day, as soon as I landed, I went into camp with a man. So, so good. So far, so good. Let's, let's talk about that. Obviously, you've got a growing stable now. You've got Sultan mm -hmm. Tabak and um, O'Hara Davis now. How are you finding kind of bringing more fighters in and spreading your time equally with them, especially now you're involved with Anthony Joshua as well? Yeah, um, it, it works well because uh, Sultan just comes here into camp, you know, when, when, when he's kind of like, when he gets a fight announced, you know. Um, we manage well with uh, O'Hara now after this fight. Hopefully then... Joshua into camp, so so far so good. If I have to take you know them two guys uh, with me into camp because they got fight, I will have the time for uh, everybody else. So uh, you know it, it works well. Let's talk about O'Hara Davis. How exactly did it all come about? About O'Hara kind of reached out to you and said, "Do you want to just have a little you know mess around and see how we get on and possibly become a coach?" Um, kind of like I got a text from Leeds and while I was in Dubai and uh, mentioning uh, O'Hara Davis and I saw the name and I'm like. Hell no. You know, he likes to say hell yes, so I'll go hell no. Uh, but then kind of like once I met him, you know, we sat down on a Sunday and um, we are put what I expect him from him. And uh, once you get to know the guy, you can see how nice of a person he is, you know, because on social media he comes across as a different man, a totally different man, but once you get to know the person, he's a, he's a really good man. And um, a lot of people have been saying he will listen to you, he will tell you what to do, blah, 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 but none of that has been happening. So the camp, the camp has been great, you know, um, I wish I could have more time, you know, to do more things, but um, that's the time we, we had to kind of like prepare for the fight and uh, hopefully there will be some changes on Friday and we will see, we look forward to it. This is obviously a completely different challenge for you as a trainer now, knowing that you've got to prepare O'Hara for one of three fighters he could have ended up facing. How did you find the preparations for this camp in comparison to previous? Um, it's been hard because you had two South Posts left in the division, you know, one Orthodox in a Fori. Um, but we are just in well, you know, like what I was doing is just kind of like half of that week was training South Post style and then the other half Orthodox, uh, the sparring is exactly the same, you know. Um, 
first half of the week southpaws and then the other half uh, orthodox but he has been adjusting well you know to, to them both he has been doing great sparring with great guys you know and um, I got to thank Eddie, Eddie Lamb you know and the iBox gym to, to allow us you know to go there and do the sparring so uh, thank you guys for that uh, but the camp he's been great you know he's been great and it's been a pleasure you know to be part and for him to believe in me now obviously in the build-up to the first fight there was a lot of animosity between O'Hara Davis and Tyra McKenna. What was your conversations like in camp? Did O'Hara say if you pick up the, the golden ball he choose a for it or did he say he wanted McKenna for out camp? Um, it's not kind of like he did, you know, um, he, he, he said to me, you know, I'm actually going to try and pick a, a for it because he thinks that a bigger and better fight will be if both of them come through these semi-finals, you know, and meet in the final, because that's what the public wants to see, that's what the fans want to see, and I think it will be a great fight, you know, for them two in the final. Now, obviously, just want to move away from this and talk about other things. Obviously, we mentioned you are working with Anthony Joshua now. How's AJ looking now? He seems to be ticking over, waiting for official confirmation of what we assume will be Kubrat Pulev. Oh, he's looking good, you know, he's on holiday at the moment, you know, um, he's just taking over. As I said, the man is always training, you know, he's always looking after himself. Um, he's still got a lot of years, you know, ahead of him. Uh, but yeah, we're just waiting for the confirmation. And once the confirmation's, you know, is up there to the public, we just, I'm sure, probably I will have to go up to uh, to Sheffield. So, um, so far, so good. Obviously, a successful night in Saudi Arabia, but on reflection, what was you pleased with and what was you not pleased with, with what AJ produced? Yeah, we all we all pleased with the performance, but but not pleased as, as a coach. More more because of how much he meant to him, you know. Um, and he should take all the credit uh, because you know the coaches can't do so much. Um, and remember, just we just only got one minute just to say this or that. So uh, for him to adjust in those three minutes, you know, uh, as the runs were going on, is is down to him. So. Um, the man, you know, he, he deserves and, and, and he should have a lot more credit, you know, from the fans that the people that kind of like uh, was kind of like saying that, oh, he's been running and he's been doing that and he's been doing that. And boxing is about hate and don't get hit. And um, he proved a different style. Uh, and to actually do that when he never done that in, in all the previous fights, you know, he, 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 people should give him some credit. Obviously, we've mentioned we're awaiting news of a Kubrat Pulev fight to be announced. What are your thoughts on that? Took that, that fight, though? I'm I'm just part of the camp, you know. Um, whoever they put us in front, you know, um, me, Joby, and Rob, you know, we'll, again, we we'll sit down, watch the fights, analyze it, you know, put a plan together. And uh, if that is Pulev, it's Pulev. If that is you know another name, another name, uh, Joshua, I'm sure he will jump in there, you know, in the best of his physicality and it will be just going kind of like mentally strong before I let you go Angel obviously there's another big heavyweight fight this weekend Wilder Fury 2 in Las Vegas break it down for me how do you see it playing out that's that's a 50-55 because Wilder knows that he can hurt Fury at any given moment uh, but Fury also knows that he can hurt Wilder um, I to be honest I'm just going to predict um, Fury by points or Fury by KO. So you think Tyson will win no matter what? Yeah, I, re I reckon he will do it. Tyson in the build-up, he said he's going to look to sit on his shots a bit more. He wants to try and throw his right hand and land something a bit cleaner. What are your thoughts on that? Do you think it's a dangerous ploy to do that, especially against one of the hardest hitting heavyweights, certainly of this generation and further further back? Not really, um, because just, just think um, Wilder, kind of like the way he fights, 
you know. Um, I think Tyson will give him every single trouble, you know. Um, and sitting on in his shots, I think last time Fury already hurt Wilder. So uh, I think sitting more in his shots, you know, and the movement that he has, it will give Wilder a, a lot of trouble. Um, and I'm expecting, you know, this time to actually, for me, he won the last fight, but the judges di didn't see it that way. Um, so hopefully Fury, you know, um, wins. But because of what the guy has been going through, you know, uh, and I respect um, everything that, that, that he's doing for boxing and, and, and the tough times that he came with, you know, and I think it will be a great fight between him and, uh, and Joshua down the line. Well, Angel, we will leave it there now and I'll let you shoot off because I know O'Hara's probably waiting for you. But I appreciate, appreciate you hanging around. It's good to catch up with you as well. You so and I'll much. see you soon. Thanks for speaking to Boxing Social. Thank you so much. This is Andy Perrault for Boxing Social in association with Betfred and I'm Delob Jumbot, O'Hara Davis here in London. O'Hara, first and foremost, how are you doing? Great as always, you know. Another time, my 22nd fight now, so just looking forward to getting in there on Friday night and just getting the job done. Let's get straight into it. Obviously, you was the fortunate one to choose the Golden Ball and you decided to face Jeff Afori. I know you've been asked this by everybody else, but why Jeff and not Tyrone McKenna on the back of all the build-up to the quarter-finals? Um, it's the easiest route to the final, what can I say? Boxing's about being smart, and being smart inside the ring and outside the ring. Being smart and everything, and I'm not going to let boxing use me. I'm going to use boxing. What I mean by that is, that's what Floyd said all of those years ago, and I didn't really understand it, but now I understand it. People let the support of boxing use them, as in they spend the whole boxing career trying to please the fans and the promoters and the managers and the people. And then, as a result, they lose themselves. And then when things go wrong, ain't, these guys are not there for them. It's all about, don't focus on trying to please anyone, do what's best for you and for your boxing career. Regardless of who thinks what and this guy likes it or this guy didn't like it, don't care. As long as you like it, it benefits you and it makes you happy. That's the main thing. And I've got the easiest route to the final. And it, anyone else would have done the exact same thing. You mentioned during a press conference that you'd love to face Tyrone in the final because you think it'd be an even bigger fight. That's obviously provided he comes right past Mohamed Moon, who was a tournament favourite. If Mohamed was to defeat Tyrone, would you be gutted at all? Say, if that is, if you beat Jeff as well, would you be gutted at all that you didn't have the chance to face Tyrone? Not really. Not really. The fact's always going to be there, whether Tyrone wins or not. The fact's always going to be there. Tyrone McKenna is a name now. And the fact's always going to be there, whether it's in the golden contract or whether it's not in the golden contract. So, you know what I mean? Just see how it goes. You've got to take each day as it comes, each fight as it comes, and just see what happens. Let's talk about Jeff Afori. What, what do you know about him then, and what should we expect on Friday night? What do I know about him? I know that he's easy work, and what you can expect on Friday is uh, a swift knockout. Obviously, you've teamed up with Angel Fernandez now. Just talk to me about that and how exactly did it all first come about and where did it stem from? Uh, when me and my old coach parted ways, that same day I was in a car a bit distressed. I phoned Adam Hart from MTK. I was like, Adam, me and my coach are done. I'm not working with this guy again. I need a new coach. And Angel was the one that I wanted. And me and Angel, we met up. We sat down to see how we got along. 
and we started to work in the gym together to see how we got along in the gym together training and it was a perfect match and we're going on good so so far so good. Angel's obviously kind of burst on the scene over this past year or so and on the back of him teaming up with AJ, his profile's kind of shot through the roof. What's he like to work with in your own capacity when you see him? Obviously he's working with AJ, he's got Zoltan Tupek amongst others. What's he been like to work with? To be honest, it's not really about what other fighters he's got, it's about what he can do for me and how he can improve me. Whether he had AJ or Sultan, they're not really making a difference because as long as I'm improving. But I've learned a lot, I've learned a whole lot through him. But when he got on board, we only had six or seven weeks left until my fight. So he was like, I'm not going to overload your brain with too much information. I'm going to work on the stuff that you need to work on, like your foot movement, your head movement, keeping your hands up, your speed, your power, your timing, your fighting style my dodging, my counting, all of these important things that I've been doing good, he said, I'm going to make it great. And then for next camp, we're going to look at changing a few more stuff. How did you find, obviously, I know you might have been asked this before, but this time round, you have to prepare for three fighters. If it was in quarterfinals, you have to prepare for seven other fighters. What's it like in your own mind going into a camp and knowing that you actually don't have just one person to focus on, you have to prepare for different styles? I sparred a lot more southpaws. I sparred more with the southpaws. I focused more on the southpaws because there were two southpaws and a four eight, he ain't really a good boxer anyway, so I don't really need to train for him really. But um, So I've, I focused more on Tyler McKenna and the French kid. So when a four came up, I was like, it doesn't matter anyway, this guy's going to be easy work. Um, but listen, when I fought amateur, I used to fight all the time and I don't know, I don't know who you're going to fight until you get in the ring. I don't know how many fights they had, I don't know the boxing record and at the end of the day a fight's a fight so I spar for doctors, I spar samples and when I go in there I work them out and I take care of business. What do you make of the Tyra McKenna Mohamed Mamoun fight? I reckon Tyra McKenna could win this, he's got a good chance. Mohamed Mamoun looks good on the pads on, on the camera, me and Angel sat down looking at him on the pads, look, looking at what moves he does and I said to myself but he don't fight like this. I've seen a few of his fights and I realised this guy's a natural welterweight and he, he won a few belts at that weight class. So now he's coming down to 10 stone. He looks drained. You see him at the, and you see him up at the open workout, he looks drained. You see him here, he looks drained, carrying some fucking, it's like a bottle. And you can tell this guy is making, doesn't make weight easily. And I think that affects him on fight night. And if he wins a fight, he will stop Tyrone to the body. If he doesn't, I believe Tyrone McKenna wins his fight. Tyrone McKenna is not a favorite, but I reckon he can do it. Now, Ahara, before I let you go, because I know you was ready to shoot off them before I grabbed you. This weekend, we also have Wilder Fury 2 out in Las Vegas. Just break it down for me. How do you see it going? It's a 50-50 fight, even fight, just like the first fight. They're both champions, world champions. And they're both undefeated. And it's an even fight. But I believe Tyson Fury wins um, by a knockout or by a stoppage. I was just going to say, I know... Last last question. Tyson said in the build-up he's going to look to stop him. He's wanting to sit on his shots more. He wants to throw his right hand a lot more. What do you make of that? Do you think it's dangerous that he could kind of allow his feet to set a bit more, knowing he's facing one of the heaviest punches of a heavyweight generation that we're currently seeing and further back? To be honest, I don't know. It's all about how Deontay Wilder's prepared and I don't really know. I think I would know if I was in his camp, if I was in Tyson's camp, but I don't know Tyson's camp. I don't know his culture of the game plan. So for me to come here and say that that's wrong, that's me saying that I know more than his coach. I don't know more than his coach. That would be a total disrespect. So I just got to say, I don't I don't know. It could work for him. It could work, uh, it could work against him. We just got to wait till final happens and, and see.
Well, Lahara, before I let you go, what would you like to say to everybody ahead of Friday night? Easy work. Lahara, thanks for being to Boxing Social. Thank you very much. Right, picking this back up of O'Hara Davis, just because the camera stopped recording, I asked you about the time booth situation. Mm -hmm. um, someone said, why did you fuck off to Spain? Yeah. You, you were saying I... that on your YouTube channel you made a video about it. On my YouTube channel, I made a video explaining what happened. I showed all the screenshots of, of the conversation that me and him had through Instagram. But let me explain it now, just for you guys. So, I'm sat at home one day, not in this apartment, in my other apartment when I lived there. And... I get a DM on Instagram and it's from Time Booth and I'm like, wow, man, this guy's been saying all this bad shit about me up on YouTube and now he wants to, like, he wants to message me. I was like, cool. Message was like, hey bro, when are you free? I'd like to come sit down, have an interview with you, blah, blah, blah. I've got all the screenshots of this on my YouTube page, so if you go on my YouTube page, the video's there. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, if you're free sometime, during the week, then I'm around. I live in Essex. Come and see me, kind of thing. And he was like, okay, cool. And then he also wrote, by the way, the things that I said about you on my YouTube page, you know, I'm not really, I'm not really serious about it. I don't really take it seriously. I just do it just, just for fun, just for some fun, just to make some hype, entertainment. I didn't mean any of the bad things that I said about you. And I was like, cool. I didn't mean any of the bad things that I said about you either. But if you want to interview me, I've got a flight booked to. Spain where I'm and I'm gonna be leaving on the weekend. So if you wanna see me, I think I think it was a Monday. I was like, you got it from now until Friday to come and see me. He was like, Oh, I'm a bit busy but what I'll do is that I'm going back up to Sheffield, I'll come back to London soon and I'll interview you next time. And I was like, Cool. I've got all the screenshots of this on my YouTube page which when I where I explain it and I basically got to Spain on that weekend and then Time Booth makes a sort of video. I wanted to interview Hara, but Hara quickly ran off out to Spain. And I'm just like, I'm oh, sorry, I didn't, I didn't really think much of it. This guy's this guy nothing. He was a journeyman boxer. He's banned for life. He can't box again in his life. He lives in a shithole up in, up in Sheffield. He's a former comedian. I'm not sure if you know that. Time Booth works in pubs. As a, as like as you know as like a certain comedian, this guy works in pubs to this day. If you go up in Sheffield, time with works in pubs, standing is that there true, telling is it? jokes. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's actually true. I've got I've got, I've got information about this guy. Is what happened is that he posted up a certain video, and and then like, let me not explain that. Let me not expose this person. But anyway, time with works in pubs up in Sheffield. Um, as like a comedian, so he goes there and he tells jokes and blah blah blah, and and that's what he wants to keep on the low. He also works as a security guard for a firm where he guards doors at nightclubs and blah blah blah. You see doors at nightclubs, so he works as that and he works as as like a comedian, and that's what he does. And um, I don't know anything about him. He's not as like this guy is not a success. He's a bum. 
he ain't got no money. He ain't got like the following that he's got isn't big. The only following he's got are from internet trolls. I've got no life like that. I've got no life like he does. So I don't, I don't, I don't really know. I don't really care about him. He's not really on my mind. Uh, he's the guy's a pub worker, a comedian. I'm a professional boxer. I'm doing big things. Why should I care about what he's got to say about me? He only talks about me because I'm doing big things. I'm not talking about him because he's not doing big things. You have to look at it. When you look at someone to beef, or if you look at the people that I've always beefed in my book country, I've always beefed guys that are on a higher level than me. Floyd, do you remember when he came down? When you know when Floyd came here to the O2 and then I beefed him? I purposely said Floyd is on a higher level than me. I want to attach my name to his name. Therefore, let me make some beef. And throughout my whole boxing career, I've always been beefing other fighters and guys that are on a higher scale than what I'm on because I know that having my name attached to their name is not going to help me. But Tambif isn't on the same wavelength as I'm on. Tambif is, is a not eating nothing but a pub worker. And I feel sorry for him. How, you know how old he is? Tambif, you know that you know that he's actually 38 years old. 38 years old. This guy's a grown ass man. 30, 38 year old man. He's got no girlfriend, no wife, no kids. You're a 38 year old internet show. You like he don't do anything but sit down and speak bad about people that are more successful than he is. For the videos that he makes up on his page, he can't get paid for them. He can't monetize them. YouTube won't allow him to. So he's making all these videos. He's spending all these hours and hours and hours filming from his little flat up in up in Sheffield, and he's not making a single penny for it. Like, why are you doing it then? You're 38 years old. It's time for you to go and get a wife somewhere. It's time for you to go and have a kid. It's time for you to start living life properly. Rather being sat on your couch, drinking Echo Falls, talking bad about successful people. The guy's a bum. He ain't nothing about a bum. He also made comments at one point about a girl that you were seeing. Who? Time beef? Yeah. Uh, well, Mike's, Mike's girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the circus one. Because, obviously comments aimed at yourself, you can mm -hmm. say you can't let him get you, etc. But mm -hmm. comments aimed at people close to you at the time. Oh, I'm not really mad. Do you not like, care about that either? No, of course not. When I was with her, and the thing is, if you go public with a person that is a public figure, you're subject to the same abuse that they are. And she knew that. And I don't think she even cared anyway. Like, she didn't really care. She would look at it and she would laugh. I'm not with her no more, but I'm, I'm sure she don't care. Gold Star Promotions is proud to present Floyd Money Mayweather. The man himself is coming to the UK for his UK tour, February and March 2020. For all info and tickets, Gold Star Promotions, the whole of UK. Danny Flexen here for seconds out with Golden Contract semi-finalist Jazza Dickens. Jazza, how you doing? Yeah, great, Dan.
just here before the press conference for the semi-finals. How did you find yesterday's draw? Obviously, your second time doing the draw. Was it any different from the first time round of the quarters? No, I just um, I knew I was fighting on Friday night, and the draw was never a part of it for me. I knew it would be a draw, but it weren't going to place any emphasis on it. And it was whoever I was going to fight on Friday night was that who I was going to fight, and it turns out to Leewood, so it's one of them. When you look at the three possible options that you could have faced, how much work do you put in in the gym to those specific fighters? How, how can you split it? Well, I, I thought like um, people put um, a lot of emphasis on Lee Wood, but Walsh should go fight it too. So um, I think a lot of my emphasis was based on it's better to be well prepared than caught out. So a lot of my, my team was based around these them two, mainly them two. So yeah, I put, I put a lot of a lot of effort in and um, visualised fighting him a lot of the time. And yeah, it's him now, so I'm, I'm glad. Were you quite happy that you and Tyrone avoided each other, given the the friendship there and the trainers and so on? Couldn't be bothered to be honest. And I, um, it's not not too much of a big deal to me. Um, it was always who it was going to be, and just saying the best I can be, and and, and that's it really. It's um, the terms about me doing the best I can do. It's for my family. It's not about them, you know. Friendship goes well out of the window when it comes to big nights like this. Given Leewood's standing, obviously he's got the Commonwealth title, I think he's world-rated just as you are. Is that an extra emphasis then for you, extra incentive? No, not at all. I don't, I don't see him. I don't, um, I don't think about him. I don't see him. I don't, I don't want him. It's about me and um, I am ranked number two in the world now and I, and I will carry on doing what I'm doing. He's just another man in my way. It's a lot to lose, isn't it, ranked number two in the world. What was it about the tournament as a whole that convinced you to do it? It's not it's nothing to lose, is it? Because you were never number one. Being number one, that's the spot you want. You don't want to lose. Um, losing number two is like losing number three, four, five, number twenty. You know, that's it. Do you think yours and Lee's styles will gel on Friday night? It seems like it's going to be a fan-friendly fight. Of course, yeah. I don't see how I could not. I will get to him. Um, yeah, my my style will get to his. Um, he can do what he does. He can look fancy. He can feel fancy with all his abs and. Um, when it's time to fight, my style will get to us. I'm feeling strong, I'm feeling good. And um, yeah, I've had a really good camp. And um, I'm glad that I did get this fight when, when I did because I couldn't be in better shape. What did you make of Ryan Walsh obviously got the golden ball? What did you make of him picking Tyrone? Once you knew who had the golden ball, is that who you thought he'd go for? I knew, I don't know. I, I, I knew I ain't going to get picked. I knew coming into the tournament, um, I'm not going to get picked all the way through. The only chance I will get to choose anyone I want to pick anyway is only if I get a ball. But I, I knew I weren't getting picked. I just knew it. Did you know who you were going to pick? Well, when he got the ball, I knew that he was going to go for Tyrone. So when he got the ball, I said, yes, I've got Lee Woods. Who would you have gone for? Lee Woods was um, a possibility. Um, but I didn't, I didn't so much... Um, think along the lines of who I'm going to pick. I didn't say anything like that. I didn't, I didn't put no emphasis on that. So, um, I think we're all a possibility where I you know, it is what it is. I, I, I didn't see myself banking on getting that ball, gold ball because I never, and if I didn't, and I banked on it, I'd probably be in a bit of a, um, a mental disposition. Who do you fancy in the other semi-final? Um, Walsh. So you against Ryan in the final? Friday night, that's what I see. That's what it's all about for me. Well, we wish you the very best of luck, obviously. We look forward to the fight. Genuinely look forward to the fight.
This is Andy Peroff, Boxing Social in association with Betfred, and I'm delighted to be joined by Ryan Walsh here in London. Ryan, first and foremost, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you. It's good to hear. Now, obviously, we're here today for the MTK Golden Contract semi-final press conference. Let's get straight into it. Yesterday, you decided to choose Tyra McCullough as your opponent. Why did you do so? Um, of the three people and styles, I think, tactically, it turns out, after thinking this is probably the, the, the best decision, it's, it's an awkward one. No, it's not an easy decision. I think all three are good fighters. Like I said up there, that all three of them are, uh, are better than the mandate, what the British Board of Boxing have mandated for my British title. They're more, a bit more experienced. They've, um, they're just decent, all decent, good fighters. And it's, um, I'd, I'd never expected to get a gold ball. So when I did get it, you have a snap decision and you make it. So yeah, chose Tyrone. So you say that, but. Obviously, I can't talk because I'm not in that situation. But do you not? Do you not go or run through your mind during camp? You know what? Like, if I do pick up that golden ball, maybe I'll pick this one instead. Or do you not have any kind of thoughts throughout camp? I'd been advised by six people that I care for their opinion, and it was all unanimous. But then I was gonna go stubborn and be me and try something. I thought that's what I could have done, and I was right up until this last second. But it just changed. I'm looking at them thinking. It was to do my sparring more than anything. I sparred that style, that awkwardness, that get away from me more than any. And I, there was three different, uh, I said opponents, three different sparring partners who boxed similar to that with that idea. So I'm looking at all three of them for height, just in general. And I, I think, yeah, I went with my instincts. More than anything, I went with my instincts in the end. You've got an instinct and that, that, I could hear myself saying, that's what I'm picking, so that's what I picked. So what should we expect on Friday night between yourself and Tyra McCullough? Um, There's a big if. So if, for me personally, you're going to expect the best version of me. I, I treat myself and my, my preparation like uh, iPhone updates. You get upgrades, you, you try and bug fix, you try and streamline and get better at the things that you're good at. So yeah, I'm on a new update and I'm going to have to have a new update because the performance last time, it felt good, it felt great, but that, I don't think that would be good enough. If if I was an opponent watching that, if I'm Tyrone watching that, he's seen ways to exploit that, so I've got to be better than that. And um, yeah, I'm looking for an up, updated, upgraded performance. And a word as well on the other semi final, what are your thoughts on Lee Wood versus uh, Jazza Dickens? That's a cracking fight. Um, I'm the reason that's happening, isn't it? With my pick, I suppose. Um, I'll be watching that as a fan, as a fan. Um, as, as, the, as the fighters go, it's, it's a pick and fight. I like I like Jazz's energy. I like Jazz's attitude. He's a proper throwback pro like myself. So there might be a bit of bias there, but at the end of the day, I hope the best man wins, and that goes for my fight, their fight, and all the other fights. As long as the best man wins in a decent fight, fair play to him. And um, I think he got a little bit. There's a bit of tension up on that table because there's belts and all sorts. Of, but at the end of the day, the fight's the fight. Regardless what belts, what rounds, we're going to fight. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to the whole thing. And um, yeah, it should be a cracking night. Finally, before I let you go, Saturday night, World of Fury 2, break it down for me, Ryan. How do you see it going? Yeah, um, I've just had very similar questions. First off, I want Fury to win. He's a Brit. He's doing good things in other ways as well, not just boxing. But I'll say to you what I said to the other guys. Even Jesus only resurrected once. We're asking him potentially to resurrect twice because... I've had this discussion with my brother, he's gone all fury. And last time he certainly won, the judges just out and out jobbed him, which is boxing to... But he's made this rematch, so we've got to be, as fight fans, well, we've got the rematch, it took a little bit longer. But 
Guts are saying that he's going to. He, he, he seems to do better in rematches. Stavern one, and and then Stavern two, and then RT. So now this is a second rematch. I hope I'm wrong. I predict he will probably land that somewhere in that 12 rounds. He he can land that punch and, and can Fury resurrect again. I say. Hope I'm wrong, and I'm rooting for Fury. Well, Ryan, I'll let you shut off now because I know I've caught you just as you was about to leave. So thank you for your time, and thank you for speaking to Boxing Social. Thank you. Thanks very much. Cheers.